And uh, yeah, man. So I'm glad you got trees in your background for this lesson, by the way. Like, this is going to be great. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's I feel a- like it would have been, yeah, when you outside and before, you know, you got in your car, it would have been good too. Because we yeah. would have had like trees, turf, that and been better. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. But yeah, man, like with this lesson, like Psalms 148. So dang, I messed up the title already. Like I want the title to be, can you see what the title is for the whole entire? Uh, no, I don't see it right now. Oh, okay. I, I guess it's just me. I just put Psalms uh, 148 instead of Psalms 148, one through six. But anyways, uh, yeah. So hey, everybody, we're live. Uh, welcome to Upload Past Crossroads with your boy Dr. J, and we got Einstein here again. That's your nickname, by the way, hey. Einstein. Yeah, that's just Lee Howell. Yes, you already had one. I don't know why we were trying to come up with one. I had to <laughs> when I was editing. Oh, yeah, that's movie. true. I yeah, go by I was... a lot of names. Nieces call me JoJo. JoJo. Yeah, it's Chinese for uncle, or it's Chinese for your mother's younger brother. There's like four ways to say uncle. Okay. My brother from another mother. That's what it's just yeah. short for. <laughs> there you go. All right. Anyways, yeah, for this lesson, man, like Psalms 148. So I told you I'm trying to get uh, become a pastor, right? So I'm going through certain trainings and stuff like that. And like with the trainings, can you see my screen? I can. So on Saturday, it's every two weeks we have classes and I have three classes uh, every two weeks. And uh, it changes like every two months or something like that. Like it's a new set of classes, I think. I think that's how they're going to do it, right? And so uh, long story short, we have to preach from eight to 10 minutes uh, on a certain Saturday, whatever Saturday they pick. And we have to speak on whatever the lectionary says uh, that, you know, whatever season we're in. So Easter, Christmas, Lent, Holy Week, whatever whatever scripture verses were given that we could talk about during that week, that's what we can preach on. So you see how most of the weeks, like it's only four scripture verses, right? But long story short, which that was a long story. uh, I'm preaching on May 14th on Saturday morning, 14th. So that means I have, I can preach on any of these verses right here. So Acts 11, one through 18, Psalms 148 and Revelations 21, one through six and John 13, 31 through 35. So I was looking at Psalms 148, and I thought it was so stupid. Like, I didn't think it was stupid. I just thought it was basic. Like, and I thought it was... Um, it was I mean, just it sounded stupid. like it repeated itself so many times. Right, First time right. I looked at it. <laughs> like, I wasn't... I wanted to be in awe of what I read. But I wasn't in awe of Psalms 148. But the, mm. but the more I studied it... Like, my dad even said... He said, stay away from Revelations. The one of the scripture verses... That I could have done out of those four choices was Revelations 21, 1 through 6. He's like, don't even, don't even worry about it. He said, just stick with uh, Psalms 148 or Acts 11 or even John, the other one, John 13 or whatever it was. So I just had to see what Psalms 148 was all about. Like it was so simple. And like we talked about with the, you know, the ants, the, you know, rock badger, the spider. Just the locust, like when we talked about that, that first verse of Proverbs 30, verse 24, it says, you know, it's the small things, you know, that have the most wisdom, the small things in life are have the most power, right? The small things of life are glorifying God too. Like, so I don't remember what that scripture verse says, but I, I got to look it up. 
But like that's what this this text was saying to me as well. Like it's simple, it's small, but it's still powerful. Like it may be basic and fundamental, but it still has power in it. So that's so I had to study it. So yeah, Proverbs 30, verse 24. It says, Four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise, right? So these small creatures, you know, an ant doesn't seem like it could give a lot of life advice. You know, rock badgers seem like they have no meaning at all or purpose in life, but they do, right? And the same thing for illusions and spiders. Like some stuff just go over our head, but God is speaking through all of creation. And that's what this text is doing in Psalms 148. Like God is literally, it's so basic and simple, but unless you study it and you try to find all the hidden treasure and dig for all the hidden treasure that there is, you're not going to find anything. So like, yeah, I'm so happy that we're doing this lesson. And like, I, I think this is going to be the, the text I'm going to be talking about uh, on on May 14th. But I, I kind of want to hurry up and do all these lessons on Psalm 148 so I can go ahead and, uh, you know, talk about so I can know what I'm going to talk about when I do finally preach the eight to 10 minutes sermon. But yeah, man, like that's how I stumbled across this text, though, while we're doing it for Bible study today. But as you know, you know, it's been a long time coming. So. All right. Do you have any introduction you want to give? Just like what what you first thought about Psalms one forty eight initially? Yeah, yeah. My initial thought, like I said, just sounded like it was more of the same. It was just like praise God. Um, like all the things are praising God. Uh, things in the heavens, things on the earth are praising God. And um, I'm not trying to downplay it, but I thought, oh, okay, that's simple enough. Um, but I guess like it wasn't until like I kept reading that I kind of saw some, like how profound it was. Like there were actually some nuggets to it because we should never, we should never downplay or we should never misjudge like how much we do need to glorify God. Because I think that's the main purpose. Like we're, we're getting married soon. And like, um, like the, we said the purpose, what we wanted, uh, the purpose of our wedding was, was to glorify God, um, just as it should, everything in our life should as well. Like, there's the verses that says, um, whenever you eat or whenever you say something, do it for the glory of God. And it's like, that doesn't make sense at first, the first time I read that scripture. But then later on, you kind of realize, like, that's that's some profound meaning right there. That's actually some powerful stuff, because everything that you do do you don't do it subconsciously you don't just do it for granted like you do everything with thanksgiving you do everything to glorify god you do everything to um in recognition of the uh the person who gave it to you so i feel like these verses are the same in which you really have to dig into it to see that special meaning or how powerful it actually is behind the words. Right, right. All right, man. You ready to get into it? Yeah, I'm ready when you are. I don't know if I should give a setting first and, like, just talk about the background of it first mm-hmm. and then read the scripture verses or read the scripture verses first. Then do the- Maybe read the scripture verses first, then give some background to it. All right. So yeah, I can read it if you want, and then you can give some background. Yeah, we're just doing one through six today, right? Is that what you're Yeah, I think for? so. All right, cool. All right, Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, 
all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at his command they were created. As he established them forever and ever, he issued a decree that will never pass away. Yeah, before you before you give some context, I really like this section. The next section talks about like things of the earth. But mm-hmm. this section, I like how it, it's kinda like how Paul, whenever he tries to explain something um to like the Corinthians or to the other people, he tries to relate it to a high spiritual sense. Like he takes something earthly and then explains what the spiritual lesson is for it. I like this one because it's it shows all the heavenly, all the spiritual things that are praising God. Like yeah. when God, like God created the heavens and the earth. In the next section, we're going to talk about the things of the earth praising him. Right now, we're talking about the heavenly things praising him. And I think that's powerful right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. There's so much with this, man. Like, oh, like I got so much stuff to share, but I know I'm not going to be able to share it all. So I just gotta like skip around, but um, yeah, I like how you you said like this section. So verses three through six is a call for the heavens to praise God. So everything above, everything where God is, essentially, like <laughs> the sky, the clouds, the space, the galaxies, the firmament. So apparently, there's waters above the earth or something i don't know what mm. permanent really is i don't really get that you're a scientist so maybe you do but um yeah man the stars the sun the moon like all these things are called the praise god angels like how many angels are there like i want to i want to go through scripture um, through verse by verse and through every single part of each and every single verse and like really break it down but that is so powerful so like yeah psalm 148 is broken into three parts so you got Verses 3 through 6, which is a call to the heavens to praise God, like I said. Verses 7 through 10 is called for the earth and the earth's elements to praise God, like Justin said. And then 11 through 14 is a call for people, so human beings to praise God. So, like, man, it's a top-down approach. Like, I'm just going to skip to the good stuff, man. Like, it's a top-down approach. It's like the creation story. It's the same thing. Like, the same way God created the heavens and the earth. See, he started from the heavens. He didn't start from the earth. He didn't start off with man. He started off creating it, the heavens. So everything in the heavens first. He created light first. Like, so it's a top-down approach, which is so powerful because like any creation story, it starts from the head, right? You're only as strong as the head. You're only as strong as the pulpit. The church is only as strong as its leadership. It's pulpit. It starts in the pulpit. That's what we hear all the time. Like, as a and that's one thing I truly believe. Like as a pastor, you set the tone for how your congregation's gonna worship God. You know, you set the tone. For how God's gonna use the church. It starts in the pulpit, right? So, like praise starts at the very top, and the level of praise starts from the head. So it starts from the top down. So, like, that's what this text is talking about. So, you know, if you got a head that don't know how to praise God, how is the shoulders gonna know how to praise God? How is the shoulders gonna know how to move? Like, if you have a head that don't know don't know how to acknowledge God, you know, how do you expect anybody to clap know how to clap their hands and really praise the Lord? You know, it'd be dead. Like if the head doesn't even know why they're praising and moving and, and doing all this stuff for the Lord, right? 
why would the body know? You know, so <laughs> yeah, it's so powerful. So it starts from the top down, like with angels, man. So yeah, I mean, this is so powerful, man. Like yeah. I just love I think how, it starts. Yeah, it almost starts with like creation as well, because mm-hmm. of course you know God created the heavens before the earth. Like when He's creating things, He created the star. He created the stars in the sky before He created the land and the waters of the earth. So right. like just going in that order, I feel like is super important because it's going in the order of like how he created things. Like he created light. So the light is what worship. The light is what worships him first. He created the heavens. So the heavens is what created him first. So just going in that order, I think is really cool. And like right. when it's naming off like the sun and the moon and the water above the skies, like it's a, uh, People think people than we did back then, which is true, all the science behind it. But like I think people back then were very aware of like how vast the universe and how alone they were as well. Like they knew how they knew about God's creation, um, that glorified him. Like they knew how much emptiness there was, but at the same time, like how much it was filled with his glory, just like the sun and the moon. And you were saying like the waters above the sky, you weren't sure what that was. I'm guessing that's like the um, people back then saw like rain as like a, a gift from the heavens. Like it was water, like water, like Jesus used the analogy for water so much because water was such a necessity back then as well. Like it was a living resource for them. So to say that the sun and the moon, something that gave them night and day as well as water was glorifying God, showed that things they depended on were glorified by God. They were given the stamp of approval by God. Everything they depended on came from God. Like it's, I guess it's hard for, it's good that, it's good that they started out with how the heavens and the angels glorify God. I guess that's a little hard to wrap your mind around as well. But mm-hmm. if you were like um, saying that all these celestial bodies in the sky are all these things that provide necessities to your life glorify God, I think that's a little easier for people to grasp. So I, I just like that the sun and the moon praise him and the stars praise him and the Waters from the sky, praise him. Right. Yeah, man. This is some good stuff, man. Like, I want to start from where you're just talking about. Like, praise him in the heights. So that's verse one. We'll just start from there. At the very the very last part of verse one says, praise him in the heights, right? So yeah, that is powerful because in the heights, that's outer space. That's the sky. Like, as far mm-hmm. as you can go in the heights, that's that's where he where it is, yeah. right? That's, it's the that's universe. Where Right, that's where praise begins. Like that is crazy. It doesn't even mm-hmm. begin here on earth. It begins there. So like, where's yeah. there? There's in heaven and glory. Like I'm gonna talk about that in a minute. But like, this is so powerful because um, uh, in outer space, even even things in outer space have to praise God. So just like Israel is called to do, right? Just like human beings are called to do, right? That's obvious, right? Mm-hmm. But even all entities, you know, all of creation, we're all called to worship and praise God. That is powerful because, like, God isn't some local deity who just wants a certain group of people, a certain group of creation to praise the Lord. 
And some people think like that, you know, like think white people, only white people make it to heaven. So only white people can really praise the mm-hmm. Lord the way he wants to praise the Lord. Like you not nah, everybody thinks that anymore, but they used to think that, right? So and some people yeah. still do, right? Some people think only monks should praise the light, you know, <laughs> they limit it, right? <laughs> it's not limited. All the creation, this is what Psalms 148 is. All the creation, all entities, all beings, all things are supposed to praise God. And we're gonna talk about that a lot. But like God doesn't expect praise just from Israel, just from human beings, just from his call people. Like, no, he expects it from everything on earth that's moving and has its being, right? We're going to talk about that with verse five and six, you know? So yeah, man. So he expects praise even in the heights, even in the heavens, even from the angels. So like, yeah, man. And why? Because he created it all. He's Lord of all, right? So yeah, man, like it's, he deserves all the praise from the heavens, from the heights, from the lowest of places where the worms are, like from the crust of the earth, you know, like, and we're going to talk about that as well. But yeah, man, like when it comes to this, this part, I'm going to start, I'm going to go back to verse one, man, because we really should start with this. Verse yeah, one yeah. at the very beginning says, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord. It says it twice. It's called a double expression. So it's, they're, they're emphasizing it, right? So praise ye the Lord. You know, in this whole entire text, it says praise the Lord, praise to God. It says it 13 times out of 14 verses. Like apparently whoever wrote those Psalms was really trying to hone that in. He's trying to get, he's trying to get our attention and trying to show us something. Like praise the Lord. Like this is what we should be doing. There's so many verses that talk about that. You know what? I'm going to just look for it. So like, pray. I, I know. Yeah, that's what I'm just gonna say. I'm just gonna give a setting, cause that's gonna really help me. Cause it's gonna take me a minute to find the verses. I just have to come back to it. But like with the setting, one thing I was gonna say and start off saying, like Psalms 148 is a collection of five other books that's uh, called the praise the praise conclusion. So it's the last five verses of the whole book of Psalms. So it's Psalms 146 to Psalms 158. I mean, to Psalms 150. So Psalms 146 to Psalms 150, the last five chapters in the book of Psalms, it's all a collection, right? And they all begin and end with praise the Lord, right? So this is what this Psalms is all about. So we got to talk about what praise the Lord is. So in Hebrew, it means hallelujah. And then praise is the expression of a, you know, the definition for praise is the expression of, or, or the approval of something. It's the admiration of someone or something, right? And it's, it's, an expression of thanks or love and respect for something that is so powerful, right? Like, <laughs> praise the Lord, right? So, like, yeah, and, and so it's also uh, an idea. The idea is to show approval of something, right? That's the whole idea of praise, right? And then worship is an act of expressing thanks. So it's the same thing. Worship is the same thing as praise, and praise is the same thing as worship, essentially, right? So yeah, man, we praise a lot of stuff on this earth though. Like one question I was gonna ask to start off the lesson is, is, is what are some things that we praise every single day? And that that changes for all of us, right? Because praise, that's what's so powerful. I, this is in my notes and it's just coming together now. Praise is something that looks different for everybody. Not all of creation praise the Lord the same way. An ant can't do what a human being does. A bird can't do what a human being can do and vice versa. Right. So we're all called to praise God in the way that he created us. And that's different for everybody, you know, depending on what community you're from, your background, what you're good at, what you suck at. Like it's it's different. It's uh, there are different differences between it. So, yeah, yeah, man, what are some things that we praise? Like 
Some people praise their kids, their good works, you know, athletes like Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, Eddie George, you know, <laughs> praise their co-workers, like, you know, their bosses, you know, oh, celebrities and rich people, like famous people, successful people, right? So, like, we all praise something, right? And, like, um, the thing about that is, here goes another question, but should we praise God the same way as we pray, as we praise all the things that, you know, I just said, should praise be the same thing? Like, you know <laughs> so like yeah and that's another point i had like praising god should be more than just an expression of approval so yeah psalms 148 is trying to point us back to where we should be in the created order you know what we were intended for like if you want to know what your purpose is this is it like <laughs> it's to praise the lord right this is what this text is talking about man it's so powerful man so yeah did you have anything else you want to say like just for like that. I'm glad I'm kind of glad you brought up the word worship as well. I, I'm trying mm -hmm. to think if this applies to praise as well, but someone described to me that worship is pretty much what you focus on. And there's mm -hmm. like so many things that we become distracted on or that we become focused on. Like when we leave church, it's like so easy to focus on what's going on with work or what's going on with family and friends. And then suddenly that becomes what you're worshiping. That's what you're dedicating your time to. So I think like, uh, I think just being able to praising, a part of praising God is recognizing him in just everything that there is. I think that's why Psalm 148 lists off so much stuff because God is in everything and we have to recognize that God is in all that as well. Right. Like when we we can't become anxious or nervous about stuff um because then suddenly that's losing sight of god in the big picture that's why um that's why philippians says don't be anxious about anything because otherwise you're pushing god out of the situation but god should be in every situation i think that's our ultimate goal is to recognize oh god is god is present in the stars and the moon god is present in the heavens god is present here on the earth God is present in my current situation. Like that is what praise is. Like we praise him for all in the good and the bad. It's not just when we go to church or just when good things are happening. We have to see his details when things aren't going our way or when we something bad happens at our job or with friends. We have to see that God is in the details for that and that he will always still be there for us not that he causes those things but that he's there for us all right yeah i'm gonna go to verse two now because you just said something that just that relates to verse two so like all right so praise ye him all his angels praise ye him all all his hosts right so like the praise that is to come from the heavens will be occurring in the heights as well right and it's saying vice versa like the praise should be everywhere, right? So mm -hmm. the praise that's happening, you know, in glory in heaven should be happening on earth with human beings walking around or in the in the dirt where worms and whatever else is in the dirt. I don't know, ants and stuff like that, right? So <laughs> so yeah, the presence of God uh is the appropriate place where praise is to begin. Because where is God? Is God limited to being in just heaven? Like, no. He's in you. He's in me. And that goes back to the song uh, where me and Maya were at the Lion King play, 
you know, he lives in me, you know, uh, <laughs> oh, you know yeah. that song, he lives in yeah. me. That song's so bad, man. Oh, it, it is so spiritual, man. Like, that is a church song, man. I don't, man, I think that was on a Lion King movie. I actually heard it. I watched Lion King 2 with Maya. I think that's her favorite movie. But, yeah, anyways, yeah, that, yeah, that song, man. But anyways, yeah, like, going back to what you said, man, like, uh, here goes some questions. Like, where should God be praised? And where's the best place to praise God? Like, praise starts where the spirit resides, right? So where does he reside, you know? Where is his home? And where does he live? And where, where is his presence? You know, he's in the heights. He's in glory. He's in the heavens. He's everywhere, right? He's on earth. There's no place that God isn't. And that's a scripture verse, right? Like, did, did, you, remember, you know what scripture verse I'm talking about? Like, does that ring something, like, in your ear? Uh, Justin, it sounds uh, 139 verse... 7 through 12, like it says, uh, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there, your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you the night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you for here goes the main part for darkness is as light to you right that that is so powerful like we're going to talk about that again in verse uh eight like that that's to me that's that relates to verse eight so yeah man uh but anyways yeah god man he he should be praised everywhere you know in the heights in the lowest of places where the worms are in the lowest of places in the sea because i know there's i don't think we can go we haven't been to all the places in the sea like because some places are just impossible for humans to go to where the leviathan are you know the earth's mm-hmm. crust and stuff like that like in any and everywhere man like that 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 section is just so bad man because that's what it's talking about like in verse two like yeah god should be praised everywhere man so mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and that leads to some other points I had, but I don't know. Did you have anything else for just those first two verses? I I just, uh, I guess I just really like the, how it transitions from angels to heavenly hosts. Because, mm-hmm. like, gosh, I don't know. I, I just can't say enough about the Holy Spirit. Like, the fact that... I don't know. I kind of want to stay on, like, the topic of heaven, but, like, the Holy Spirit is just like, it encompasses all of us. It right. envelops all of us. So like God is with us at all times. I I feel like we take that for granted, like really easily. But like mm-hmm. we are filled with God's glory. Like the purpose of our lives is to live for his glory. And like mm-hmm. he wants us to praise him, not because like he's a self-centered God, but he wants us to praise him because it is beneficial for our spirit um to do that like it's we are spiritual creatures so we need our spiritual fix somehow mm-hmm. so just the fact that god is giving or by him at the same time sharing glory with us is just an amazing cycle right yeah something else i didn't get to say uh like God sets the standard, right? So God sets the tone. And he's not going to lower the standard or the bar for anything, right? Mm-hmm. Like God created us so we don't get to say what we're going to do. Like 
you know, God shouldn't have to demand praise. He should automatically receive it. Why? Because he created us and he established everything to last forever and ever. Just like verse five and six says, I'm not going to spoil that. Uh, but um, yeah, so we must come up higher. You know, like that's like Isaiah 55. It says, you know, God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. So God does stuff that's different from us, right? So we can't, the way we operate, we can't just stay in that. We have to operate the way God wants us to operate. So that is so powerful because, um, yeah, man, we got to turn away from our ways. We got to come in a way that God, that pleases God, man. So he sets the standard. So that's what I see with just this verse, like verse two. You know, this is where God, this is where the praise starts, right? It's, it's high. It, the bar's already been set. We don't get to lower it. Like, <laughs> so the angels are praising God, like, you know, really praising God like they are. We got to do it the same thing, man. We can't just give him crappy praise and then expect, you know, that's and expect that that's okay, you know. So mm-hmm. that's that's something else I got from verse two as well. And like uh, something else I got too is like, just it says all angels and all his heavenly hosts. So how big is a host? Like you know, and then it says angels. So it doesn't just say one set of breed of angels. Like that's one thing we do know. There's not just cherubim there. There's not just archangels there. There's other angels as well, right? So, yeah, like, there's different types of everything there. So, and they're all still worshiping God, right? And coexisting doing that. But, yeah, I just wanted to point that out. But then also with angels, too, you know, men are tempted to worship angels when they're, you know, angels are called to serve us, right? And so that's the whole point of that text as well. Like, men are tempted to, you know, worship and praise creation instead of God. So we worship the stars. I don't know what the meaning and significance of stars are. I think we'll be able to get to that today. But like, I know back in the day, like in the Bible, it says that they looked at the North Star and got to Jesus, right? The the three wise men, right? And I guess on boats, I think, I heard like on boats, they used to navigate and uh, typically stars are like a map. It's a guide. Like if you follow them the right way, they lead you to where you need to go, right? So before GPS, stars are that, I guess. Right. So, uh, yeah. And this with Zodiac signs. But, you know, people worship the stars. What do they worship God? Right. People look at the angels. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. But, yeah, like this is powerful, too. Like verse two, verse one, man. You know, the angels pray God by being what God made them to be. Right. So fallen angels, like, they don't praise God. So that says, like, you know, not all angels praise God, just like not all human beings praise God. It's a choice, right? Yeah. <laughs> but this is what you were created to do. This is what glorified God. Like, in your, if you're a child of God, this is what you're called to do. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it, right? So, like, yeah, some angels want, want the praise that belongs to God as well, right? That's Satan. And, like, I'm pretty sure he ain't the only one that's like that, like, out of all his followers, right? And then people worship satan when they worship god and he's an angel right god created him like so <laughs> so yeah man this is so crazy like that's what i got from all that man like yeah it's just so much with those first two verses i think i said everything i want to say though with the, the first two did you say everything with the first two verses uh Justin? yeah i did all right yeah we can go to verse three man like verse three sh- this, I think this we may just do first three verses, man. Like, cause verse three is so powerful. Like, mm. I, I I came up with a lot of sermons through that, and that's probably when we'll be focusing in on. Uh, 
with my eight to 10 minute sermon. One of the things, because there's a few, there's a lot I have with verse five through six and verses 11 through 14 with the horn of salvation. Like one thing I was going to do with you, Justin, is maybe we could do a next lesson before I, I preach it is uh, we should just pick our favorite verses for Psalms 148 and then we just break it down. Like oh, okay. for one lesson we do like verse five, another lesson we do verse six. So that's how much stuff I got for verse mm. five, six, even verse eight, like that whole section, mm. seven through ten. So yeah. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I think that's a good idea. All right, but yeah, let's get to verse three. I'm gonna read it. Praise ye him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars of light. All right, so yeah, with that verse, man. So the sun, it, it, God made the sun to govern the day. He made the moon to govern the night, right? And the stars, even the stars have a purpose, right? And and that is, man, I'm, I'm about to preach, man. Like with that, just that, that's a sermon all by itself. Like what is a purpose of a star? Like I don't think a lot of people know what a purpose of a star is. I don't think stars have the significance today. Like to us, it doesn't have the significance mm. today as, as they're not as significant today as they used to be, right? Because mm. we don't use them like we used to use them. Like, we probably use them more. I don't know. But you get what I'm saying, right? I'm talking about, like, for yeah. folks and stuff. We got GPS and stuff, right? And so, mm -hmm. but, it, you know, what's crazy is, like, they, even a star has significance, has meaning, has purpose, right? Like Because why would God know all the stars by name? It's too many stars. I feel like mm -hmm. as many stars as there, there is, that's how many uh you know, sand, I don't know, grains of sand we have on Earth, right? That is a lot. Like, so why does God know every single name? You know, apparently, they're significant and they're powerful, right? So, man, like, praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you stars of light. Man, that is powerful, man. Like, all just that, just that alone tells me that, like, if a star is significant, imagine how significant people on Earth are, right? I was meeting people on Earth have. Everything in creation has meaning. The ants, we learned that from Proverbs 30, 24 to 28. An ant, locusts, birds, bees, beetles, they all have meaning and significance and purpose. Like nothing is like, you know, not significant at all. But yeah, man, I'll, I'll stop there and let you let you talk. Yeah, I think just the fact that there are so many. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, why are there so many stars as the, as the number of grains of sand on the beach? I think like... Um, that's the same reason why we have so many species of animals. Like, what's the point of, like, all these animals? Like, I I feel like it's just to show the glory of God. Like, someone explained, someone described God as, like, um, an artist, a creator. Like, you see him create all these things, and you kind of wonder, like, what's the purpose? If, if creation or angels are made for people then what are we supposed to do with like the stars and the universe and everything that we can't reach everything that's like out there. But I think that's just to show us like how vast the universe really is. And it's still expanding. The amazing thing is that scientists have shown this is still expanding. And I think that's an important part to remember is that um, God is an artist. Like there is a, there is significance to having like a star and a moon in our, solar system it provides us like a it provides us light it provides us nourishment it does stuff with the gravitational um but like the stars, like the 
words, we spend a lot of but like the more we learn about the universe, the more we learn about God, like you just realize how amazing everything is. And like, it makes you feel small and insignificant, but like, really it should show like how big and how great God is. Right. So these, these two verses, I think are one of my favorite ones, just because like you see the stars and you see the sun and the on um on the people on earth uh, but then like the stars and everything like that's the extra step that's the just uh makes you wonder like why are they there and like i think it's oh to show like the glory of god to show like what a kind of creator is right just to, like show how Yeah, and then like this section as well just talks about how. Um, yeah, I hope you're not talking, Justin, because like you froze for a minute, but um, but yeah, like this section as well, it talks about it. It reiterates first of all, all of Psalms one forty eight reiterates everything that's written in every single text in Psalms one forty eight. So, like with verse six, it talks about how God establishes everything He creates. Right, he establishes, so he sustains it. It, it lasts forever. Whatever God makes us and creates, right? So uh, mm. the fact that how long has the sun, moon, stars, and the sky existed, right? And how long will they continue to exist? They're going to continue to exist until God doesn't want it to exist anymore, right? Same right. thing for humans. Like so, the mountains, the hills, the cedars, like fruitful trees, it's all going to exist until God says no. Right, he sustains it all. That is so powerful, man. So everything's going to continue to function on a daily basis without fail, no matter what man says or does. So like we, it, I, I'm going to talk about that again in verse five and six, I think. But like I, I mentioned it last time we did a lesson. I don't remember what lesson it was, but like I talked about how like you can't stop the sun from coming up and coming down. No matter how hard we try, there's nothing we can do. That's all something God did. So this. Talks about how it's just that alone, and what I've been saying talks about God's faithfulness. Like, man, this is reason to praise Him, man. Like, we're gonna talk about this in verse six again. Like, there's so much to praise God for, but just that alone, like, what that gives us hope for His word and His promises and the stuff that He tells us, you know, on a daily basis to hope in, even though we're, we feel discouraged and stuff like that. Because, you know, think about it, the sun could imagine if the sun just had a mind of its own and wanted to to not do what God wanted it to do, right? And just, it moved closer to earth instead of being placed where God wanted it to be placed. We'll get burned alive. You know, imagine if the sun just wanted to go further away. We will freeze to death. So where God has set the sun is in a perfect spot like you talked about all the time, actually, Justin. So like, yeah, man, <laughs> like just imagine if, if God didn't do that, what would happen to us, man? So like, and if the sun didn't obey him, what would happen? So the sun, the moon, the stars, the sky, clouds, like they all obey God. So why can't human beings? Why can't you, right? What's your excuse, right? And these are little things, right? They're not you. They're not made in God's image, right? So <laughs> this lesson was so powerful, man. But yeah, Justin, can you hear me? Like, am I going out on your end? No, I can hear you. Oh, okay. Because like, I don't know. I didn't know if you were done talking and froze for a while. So. No, no, yeah, I was done. Okay, cool, cool. 
Yeah, um, yeah, I think, yeah, before, yeah, before we move on, though, but yeah, I, I think just, like, an important part of this, too, is just that it is, like, really easy for us, like, I think you said before, it's really easiest for us to, like, start praising the actual items that guide us, like the gifts instead of, like, the gifter. Like, we have, there are religions out there that praise the sun and the moon and the stars, like, religions that praise animals as well for when we move on to the verses that talk about things of the earth it's just it's really remember like who gave us this stuff like does the glory come from the mountains or the earth no it comes from god mm-hmm. man this is some good stuff man like I, I said last again i said this on another lesson i don't remember what lesson it was I think this is going to be my main, like, topic of my sermon, though. Like, this one touched me the most, but, like, we got to praise God in the small things, like we talked about in Proverbs 30, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 24 to 28. So, you know, we should, at, just like the sun and the moon, like, the sun and the moon don't get recognition. They don't get credit. They don't get, you know, a pat on the back for doing what God said for it to do. Right, but that's what people expect, right? People want to be praised, people want to be worshipped, people want to be uh get a yeah. pat on the back and be you know supported. You know what I'm saying? They want like for me, I mean, too. I do too. yeah, you know, I want a big platform, I want to ha- I want to make sure my voice has meaning and significance, right? But does yeah. the sun's voice have meaning and significance? It can't even talk like the moon, the stars, creatures, like do they talk like human beings? Do they get the praise that they deserve? Like you know, even angels. Angels are bad, right? <laughs> but angels think human beings are bad, right? So, like, yeah, bad in a good way, just in case anybody don't know how I use that word. But, yeah, man, on, on a day-in, day-out basis, the sun, the moon, the stars, the clouds, they show up for work. They show up to praise the Lord. So what's our excuse, right? Like, that is so powerful, man. Mm. Like, oh, that, I like that. Man, yeah, that's, that's, that's powerful. I like that, actually. Yeah. So, yeah, there. and then that's just one point I had, right? So, like, because... You know, I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay there for just one more like 30 more seconds because like so many people are inconspicuous. Yeah, that's the new word. Mm. They feel un, they feel unimportant. They feel like they're not visible or attracting attention. They feel unknown. So, and I'm talking about preachers mainly. Like a lot of people teaching the word of God. You know, evangelizing, trying to save souls. Like like me, right? Like we we don't we ain't gonna get the praise and the recognition. That we'll get in glory, right? <laughs> we're not gonna we'll be celebrities in glory, but here, no, uh-uh. We're, we're shunned upon, we're hidden, concealed, insignificant, we're looked at as ordinary, unassuming, like we're very discreet and unknown. That's the word, unnoticeable. We're unnoticeable, unspectacular, unspectacular, and unremarkable to people we just come around. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how bad you are, how how great your gifts are, you know, that's just how how it is for Christians. And it sucks. But just like the sun, moon, and star, man, you know how unknown or hidden are they to people? I mean, just keep on shining. Like, do your job. Show up. You know, people will see God at work, right? That's that's the whole point. Like, <laughs> But some people shut down. They don't want to shine. They don't want to show up. They give up. They don't do what God called them to do. And that is so powerful because, I mean, that's awful because, because the sun shows up. The sun, you know how much we talk about the sun? Like, does the sun get talked about like it should? Like, I don't, I know I ain't talked about the sun that much in my life in, in, until 
I don't like the sun, like honestly. Like for me, this, like I hate when the sun blinds me when I'm driving or just blinds me in general. It's in my way, right? <laughs> like the sun is annoying to me. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but the sun, that doesn't stop the sun from shining. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. the sun from showing up. Same thing for the stars. So like, no matter what you what you feel about these elements and stuff, they're still significant, right? So same mm-hmm. thing for us. Like, man, that is just great, right? Just that I should definitely just focus That's on that. That's really interesting that you kind of complain about the sun too because that kind of made mm-hmm. me think that like sometimes you don't know what you have till it's gone like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're complaining about the sun a little bit but like if it disappeared then we'd be complaining that it's gone now too mm-hmm. i feel like that's the same thing with like a lot of god's gifts a lot of his glory like we'll we'll praise him like when we when it feels convenient but like we don't realize how much of his spirit or how much of his glory fills our lives until it's gone. Then we're going to complain that God's not there for us. Mm. Yeah, man. Uh, something else I had to, uh, let me see if I can find anything else. Cause I had one more thing with that. Do you have anything else with just with the sun and moon and the stars? Uh, <laughs> I, I said I didn't, and then I added some more. Stuff, but now, yeah, oh, okay. I really think I don't have anything this time. Okay, I, yeah, I'm looking at my points because I have so many. And one thing I forgot to say what what I was saying, like there's some like with stars. How many stars do do we actually know? Mm. Right, there's stars we're still discovering today. Like there's stars, and we haven't even explored all of the universe. Like, so what else is out there, right? Then also, not to mention the sea, the ocean, like how many species of fish do we not know that nobody knows at all, right? So that goes back to the same point I've been belaboring, man. Like the, the, the Leviathan, the, the sea creatures that's in the, the crust of the ocean that we never seen and don't know about, that we can't get to, like that don't, they're, you know, just because they're not discovered and they're hidden, doesn't mean they're not serving the Lord, right? So just, they're still serving the Lord, even though they're not seen. They don't get the notoriety. You know, they don't get a pat on the back. Like, nobody knows about them, right? So that's what we're called to do as believers. Like, we got to serve the Lord while it's our time. Like, yeah, that's something else I was going to say. Because mm. I don't know, what verse was that? <laughs> We got a certain Lord while it's our time. Dang, it's verse six. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and get to verse six, man. I'm gonna just say at this point because I'm re- we're already there. But with verse six, I'm gonna read it, man. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. All right. So, just with that alone, that tells me that uh, we must praise God when our number is called on, just like in sports when the coach calls you to play. And calls your number, you got to show up, right? When yeah. life, when opportunity in life presents itself, you got to take advantage of it because you're not going to have it forever. Just like when we were teenagers, this stuff, we there's opportunities we had when we were in teenagers, when we were in college, when we were in high school that we'll never have again. And we got to seize and take advantage of those opportunities, man. Mm-hmm. Because just like the sun and moon turn, you know, like the sun don't shine all the time in one area. It suns. The sun only shines when it's, it's time, right? Same thing mm. for the moon. Like, it's still shining somewhere around mm. the, the world, but it's not yeah. shining 
24-7 in Nashville, Tennessee, right? Or right. in Lebanon or Iraq or something, right? You, the moon got to show up, right? <laughs> the stars got to show up. <laughs> like, they're still, they're still there, right? But it, it's not their time. And that is yeah. so powerful, man. Like, everyone has to praise the Lord when it's their time, right? Yeah. So what are you doing in your time? And will you be ready when it is your time? So that's something else I got from the sun and the moon, man. If the heavens can praise God in order, surely we can, right? As human beings, like everybody wants their moment to shine, their opportunity. But when it comes, you're not ready. You're not prepared, right? So that's the whole point as believers. The sun and moon, they're ready to shine. Like they were built for this. Like, so we got to make sure we're ready and prepared, man. So yeah, man, like that's something else I got just from the sun and the moon and the stars with verse six, man. Like, so I had to go ahead and spoil that. Cause it was just on my mind to go ahead and hit you with that. <laughs> Cause I don't, I don't think we're going to get to five and six, man. I think we'll get to four though. I don't really yeah, have I much. Like, yeah. I feel like we just had a lot to say. Did you want, did you yeah. want to try to do four or what were you thinking? Well, we can call it actually. Cause I don't, I don't have anything for four really, unless you, we'll, we'll do it, but I want to come back to it. How about that? Okay. You uh, have a lot? Yeah. For, yeah. For four of, for four, I guess it's—I've already said it before, but it was like, to me, I thought that was a, a rain came from the sky. It was like, you see, like for the sun, like the sunlight. It provides the nourishment for like the plants or like the um, living. Like it was a water. It was like nourishment and it was something provided by God. So I just like that at first you start with the heavens. Like, for, of course you have to start at the top. But now we're getting stuff that were that's what I like about I'm sorry for technical difficulties, guys. We got to figure this out. Justin, I think you can hear me. Turn off your phone quick. and Don't turn off your phone. Just turn, yeah, turn, shut down your phone again and then come back. If you can hear me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Sorry. Oh, you couldn't hear me before? Oh, no, I think I missed you. Okay. Yeah, you went out when you were talking, man. Like, during, during all of it for the most part. Yeah. You oh, said something okay. from verse three and four, though. Like, you said something. I think you were going back to Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I just like for three and four that uh, it was talking about, like, it was talking about the sun and the waters from the sky. So it's talking about stuff that's, providing for people like of course it starts with stuff from the heavens but now it's slowly starting to trickle down on like things that come from the heavens that are provided to the people on the earth and then in later verses it's finally going to like reach down to 
what's the glory of God on earth or what are the things on earth that are praising God? So I just like that. I like the slow transition. God's glory, the things that are praising God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's all I have for the for verse four though. Man. So is that is that all you got for firmament firmament though? Like do you have anything else for that at all? Because no, I kinda want to have for that one. Okay, because that's why I wanna uh I wanna come back to verse four because I want to That's why you want to get back on. into that one. Yeah. I just want to learn what that is, really. There's no, I just know it's water around the heavens. Like somebody has a vis. I'll show you the visual of it, actually. Oh, okay. See it. Yeah, but when one pastor was preaching this sermon, he uh, he showed this screenshot. Can you see my screen? Yeah, I can. And he showed this screenshot and showed like this is the firmament, like where the waters uh, above the earth are. So I guess that's where mm-hmm. rain comes from. I don't know. It comes from clouds too. Like, but <laughs> I don't. I'm not science. I'm I'm a computer scientist, but I'm not a scientist on this earth. Yeah, you're but not yeah, a meteorologist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm not Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> but oh, yeah, man. like what I got. <laughs> what I got with this whole thing is it's just talking about boundaries. So I don't think you guys saw my. Uh, quote yet but i'll i'm gonna stop sharing my screen so i can just talk but yeah one of my points i had was while you are in god's boundary you will give him glory so all this is god's boundary all this is what god created and like the heavens where the angels are operating that's literally where he is right so like (laughs) it's like we're getting closer and closer to him so obviously the more you get closer and closer to him, the more glory you're going to see. The, mm. the, I think the better it will get, right? And then, like, it's just his presence is there, right? Even more so, right? Because yeah. that's one thing I want to do. Like, you remember the movie Xenon on Disney Channel? Yeah. I want to live in space, man. Like, there's two places I want to live. I want to live in space, and I want to live in the sea. Like, I don't know what movie that is, but I want to live in the sea. Like, just... Mm. Um, you know, just we have air conditioning and stuff, but we're in the sea, we're in the ocean, and I can see all the fish and stuff. Like just the beauty. Like I and I won't lose my mind in space, man. That'd be awesome, man. Like see the stars, planets, like that'd be great. I want to live up there, but uh, I don't know if that'll ever happen. But um, yeah, man. Like just talk about boundaries. So for verse six, I gotta read it a little bit. But one of my points I had was just talking about you know God establishes everything. You know, what he decrees will not pass away. That's verse six, right? So God places everything exactly where he wanted it. It is his masterpiece. It's his artwork, and it's the best ever, right? So he placed every star in the exact place that it, it is at for a reason. The sun and the moon in the exact place that it is at for a reason. And Like I said earlier, he knows every star by name. So here goes boundaries again. So God has set a boundary, and no created thing can go past it. So, like, we all have a limit. Human beings can't operate in in the sea like a fish can. We can't stay in this. We can't stay in there without drowning, right? Like I don't care what human being is, how long, how great a swimmer you are, how long you can hold your breath. 
you're not going to hold your breath as much as a, as a fish. That's where they live and have their right. being, right? So same thing for a star. Like we can't operate in space like the star and the moon and the sun. Like if we come too close to the sun, we will burn alive. And we probably won't even burn alive. We'll just die of a heat stroke or something like I almost did here. When I was 17. So like, yeah, man, like God sets the boundaries and he sets the limit. And that is so powerful, right? So the sun cannot move unless God tells it to move. The, the star cannot move. Stars cannot move unless God tells it to move. Like everything is set in place. And that's why that gives us reason to praise God, man. Because I'm going to read verse six again. He hath also established them forever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. So God established all these things operating in the way that they should be operating. And that's it. That's it. Right. So, yeah, I'm not going to spoil verse five to six. But, yeah, man, I'll, for verse four, that's what I got a little bit out of that because i mean well actually one through four like we talked about the sun the moon the stars you know uh, and the firmament so that's what i got with all that stuff so yeah and guys you can see justin is having a little bit of technical difficulties man so let's see oh he, he's joining back i think i have to add him is that you justin you coming back on Yeah, yeah. Well, now your face is gone. <laughs> but it's all right, man. Did you have anything else that you wanted to share? Yeah, you're saying. Uh, you went out. This entire chapter, though. So, verses okay. one through four that we're just talking about the heavens. Mm-hmm. And then it's slowly trickling down to like, what are we experiencing? Because that's a very, like, it's a very Paul thing to do as well. in like the new Testament is to like, try to relate. Oh, <laughs> I see my oh. face disappear. Like I still see you. I don't know what happens to my face. All right. I'm just going to make it fast. Right. I like how, like, Paul relates something heavenly to something earthly. So it lets us mere mortals understand it better. So I just like this, that you see praise in, like, everything, starting from the heavens leading down to earth. Okay. Anything else? No. You can keep on going, man. It's good connection I, right I now. feel like once I say something, it's going to cut me off. <laughs> just hurry up. Just say it all. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not too much. Like, um just like with the angels too, like I feel like we skimmed on the angels a little bit, but yeah, just the fact that the angels, just like people were made to praise God is like such an important thing. When they, when they rejected God, like you see what happens, like they become demonic, they become crazed. They're no longer um, fitting in God's purpose. And you kind of see what happens. The same thing with anything on earth. Like you see when sin hit earth, like they no longer carried, they didn't carry the same glory that um, God's original creation had. They were broken. They did harmful things in addition to good things. So I just like, I think it's amazing that we see the praise of things that God has created, but you also see what happens when they lose that glory or when they lose, when they lose the purpose that God has for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some good stuff, man. You keep on going, man. Hopefully, it's, it stays good, man. No, I think that's what I had for these verses. This was good stuff, though. I liked it.
Yeah, man. I can't wait to do more lessons. Like, um, I'm just trying to hurry up and finish it, man. Like, there's so, but I, there's so many more commentaries I have to read, and then I want to finish it. Write down my notes, then, then get to all of it. But yeah, this was perfect, man. Like, mm. yeah, I just can't wait yeah, to come just, back. To just at an hour. That was actually, yeah, maybe that was a good number of verses just to hit an hour. Yeah, man. I got to change the title now. I said one through six. We did one through three, and a little bit of four. Mm-hmm. But all right, guys, thanks for tuning in. I'm going to go ahead and uh, end the live. So uh, you know what to do. Y'all make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channels. Here goes Justin's YouTube channel. I've been uploading the videos we've been doing on his YouTube channel. i got a lot more to, up- to upload on his YouTube channel because he's done a lot of videos with me. Uh, so that's his YouTube channel, Chaplain Logs. So y'all make sure to subscribe to that. Turn on the Click the bell to turn on the post notification so you know when he has a new video uploaded on his YouTube channel. And then here goes my YouTube channel, uh, Upload Past Crossroads. So y'all make sure to subscribe to this channel and click the bell so you, you can be updated anytime I up anytime I upload a new video. And then uh, you guys already know, here goes my social media pages. Y'all, you know, I got a podcast as well. You can subscribe to that. It's called Upload Past Crossroads as well. It goes my Facebook page, you know, LinkedIn, Twitter, Snap, Instagram, TikTok. Got two Instagram pages and then my Tumblr. So y'all make sure to follow those pages. Turn on the post notifications for those because I'm posting daily. And uh, yeah, guys, so thanks for all. I hope you guys enjoy this Bible study on Psalms 148, verse 1 through 3. We got a lot more videos to do for you on Psalms 148. So hopefully, maybe we can do it all every single day of this next week. (laughs) (laughs) We and him got jobs and got lights. I'm looking at wedding venues like three days next week too yeah and just is about to get married guys he got yeah. uh he proposed to his girlfriend y'all uh on the 27th right yeah that's right man you should totally where are your engagement pictures did you post i'm them? trying to make sure i tell everyone important in person first and then i'll um, then i'll post them okay i'll post them this weekend i want to make sure i told family first before okay. they found out through facebook man Man, you gotta tell them something, man, about the proposal. Like, how did yeah, it go? Did it go perfectly and win his plan. Yeah. All right, man. I think he did it on a mountain, and the birds were chirping. They have birds and everything, and a rainbow was there. Oh man, no wish. <laughs> and a dove descended while he was doing it. So light. The fl- blowing in the wind, though. There were a lot of flowers. <laughs> All right, guys. You guys have a good one. I'm gonna stop the video. All right, make sure to uh, like this video, comment. You got any questions? You can DM us, but write in the comment section as well if you got uh, any uh, questions, and we'll do a video answering your question. So thanks for tuning in, guys. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. All right.